Authentic Life with Josiah Ball. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Your Authentic Life. I have a friend on here and we go way back to the days of camp. Uh, Jackie McGriff is here with us. She's done a, a ton of incredible things, a couple of businesses and uh, specifically, uh, you know, she does photography. She works with uh, our Voices Project and we're going to be getting into it a little bit. So welcome to the podcast, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So what have you been up to? <laughs> I think the better question is what haven't I been up to? Right, right, right. You're on um, the go. Yeah. So I, so like you said, so I have um, two businesses. One is Jackie Photography. So I do portrait photography. So that's anything from headshots to high school seniors. Uh, then I do events and editorials. Nice. Uh, so I've been busy with that. and. Yeah. I had recently, by recently, I mean like September of last year, I went full time. Um, so I'm full time in that business. That's awesome. And yeah, yeah. And then in um August of 2020, I started Our Voices Project, which is uh focused on um filmmaking. So those yeah. are my businesses. Um, and then of course there's like all these projects that are connected to both. So that's where that's that's what I've been doing. And then I to balance all of that out, <laughs> trying to like mm-hmm have a social life um so like i recently went to go see across the across the spiders um yeah i absolutely had to and amazing I, amazing movie like again so yeah so that's what i've been that's what yeah. i've been up nice yeah. nice yeah that's that's the you know jackie and i always connected on movies it's always been the topic of our conversations and uh i just have loved how the our voices project just from like outside looking in is just blown up and like what it's done and like just from looking at it, so it seems like it's doing really well and um i i, I want to hear more about like what what that was how did that stir up in your heart to start and uh uh tell us a little bit about it sure um so it was back in like may i think may of 2020 so i so previously i had worked at the u of r and mm-hmm the height of the pandemic. So I was being, we're all sent home, you know, that second week of March, as we've been hearing for like the past three years. Right. Yeah. So I had a little bit of extra time. Um, you know, we're just working from home. And soon after that, we had heard our Rochester, like we had all just heard about George Floyd. And yeah. then on top of that was like after I think after after I'd started thinking about our voices project, it was then Daniel Cruz, the murders of, of those two plus yeah. Arbery and Brianna Taylor. And I just remember one night, um, I remember getting like a text from my mom and like her asking like if I was in the house, because I think there were protests, there were protests happening. Yeah. Just getting worried about it. And I was just, I just remember being angry and just fed up. And so I kind of, my thing, a thing that I do, um, to kind of like calm myself is to make lists. I'm a big list person. Mm. Um, and what I started to do was I made a list of all these things that were really just frustrating me at the time, especially when it came to race. Um, and so as I'm going down this list, 
I'm noticing, I'm noticing a couple of patterns. A few of the things that were really bothering me at the time, I would have had to go and like get my master's or not master's, bachelor's yeah. in criminal justice. And I was like, that's not, that's not my calling. Yeah. <laughs> not, I am like, I'm an artist, I'm a photographer, I'm an aspiring filmmaker. I'm like, that's not, maybe, maybe we put that off to the side. Yeah. Um, and so the other, the other things were, um, I started to notice a pattern with those too, and it was really about how black people were being perceived. Um, mm. not just by, I mean, not just by white people, but also like people of every, like all of us, yeah. how portrayed on screen and and also too, like what we're taught in the history books is not an accurate picture of who right. we are. Um yeah. a multifaceted, we're multifaceted people, we're not a monolith, like there's so many of us who do and have interests in and whose lives are are very different. And so I felt as though, and I'd been seeing this for a while in movies, um, Mm -hmm. and I've always voiced it. I don't think I've ever been, I don't think I've ever been like about it. That's not me when it comes to movies. Um, But uh, I was was just, I was sick and tired because I was like, they have these, Hollywood, what Hollywood does is continues to perpetuate these horrible and harmful stereotypes mm-hmm. and usually like it's usually presented is like you know like we're 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 the butt of jokes or it's like it's usually like a big joke right. um, especially with how black women are portrayed on screen but like for you know for all black people it's just I, I, I it was it was perpetuating white supremacy and I was just like this needs to stop like mm-hmm. we really need um, as far as the media goes, as far as our education system goes, we need a reckoning because the harm that has been done over the years, it just it just needs to end. And I was like, well, okay, now I have this like big thing in front of me, and I'm like, well, this is this is a this is huge. So what do I do? Because I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, well, you're a photographer, you're an aspiring filmmaker, right? The world, would you possibly? even like approach doing that. And so what I ended up doing was like, I texted a friend of mine who was an aspiring cinematographer. And I was like, so I have this idea. Um, and I'm not sure I'm definitely going to have to like, think about it, but I feel like we should just start interviewing people, specifically black people and getting like their authentic stories so she was like all for it. She was like, absolutely, let's get started. Okay. Awesome. And we're not, I mean, I'm like, it, I, I just have my DSLR camera. Um, she just has hers and then whatever else, like she, I think she had some other equipment and stuff. Um, and so for the people that, you know, we're, we're starting out to people and everything. And, mm-hmm. um, but it was simply that it was like, all right, what are three experiences that you can give me that have shaped you into the person you are today, right? And so that gives you like a broad right. idea of like, okay, here are three things like in my life that have really made me who I am. And that could be anything. Um, right. And so we started with, and it's our first ever short film. And it's about a friend of, a mutual friend of ours named Mona. Um, and in that she talks about her hair journey. She talks about, um uh growing up and and being called light-skinned but light-skinned was seen as something that was derogatory like so Mm. it's it was that and then um her 
like her 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 love of improv she got into it later in life and and how that's been like that how that's just been kind of like an awakening for her so like that's where we started and then I remember so Deb was my yeah she still is my friend um she she uh I remember like her sending me a text of course, I woke up and um, like not when she sent me the text, but it was like she sent me a text like at four in the morning. And so I woke up at like a normal time and was like, um, first of all, what what in the world is going on? And she's like, oh, no, I finished it and everything. And so I'm watching I'm watching the finished film. She had sent it and then we had sent it to Mona to look at and not even like I think it was like I think the movie is like 12 minutes long or something. Mm-hmm. But like soon after that, I get a call and she's crying. Wow. Heart's dropping. And I'm like, okay, well, is this a good cry? Is right. this a good cry? Did we, did we really <laughs> screw up? Like, oh my God. And so, and so she goes, no, I've never had someone like, give me, like, give me back my story. Like tell my story in wow. a way like in that way before and it's through the eyes of somebody else it was something to that effect I forget exactly what she said but then I just remember feeling like like I was like first of all I told her I was like okay well now I'm gonna start crying over the phone too um (laughs) it was really like moving and an emotional moment and that's when I knew that we should continue um And I just kept getting confirmations like that over and over and over again. Cause of course, like you were like, okay, someone said something amazing about it, but then you're like, okay, because I need, I, I need to be absolutely sure. Like this is absolutely something that I should be going towards. And I would keep getting all these things just from people like, no, Jeff, this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I just like, I felt like God was talking through them because they would use the words favor. Right. And wow. So I would constantly be like, all right, so I guess I'm supposed to do this. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I was like, when we, you know, back when we thought the pandemic was only going to be two weeks, I, or like two months, I thought, right. Like, well, then how am I going to keep this going? Right. If, if when we go back to the office, how, how am I going to do this? Um, but again, like we just kept, making movies with what what it was we had we didn't have like you know fancy equipment we 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 had the things that we had but we were able to tell stories and so we've been doing yeah since 2020 wow that's amazing i love it (laughs) i love i absolutely love it and um you i mean you even like you know part of part of the what i was thinking about even with this podcast is okay, I want to hear people's stories. I want to be like, tell me your authentic self story. And it may be a segment I do in the future where it's like before each episode, we have a five minute, 10 minute person come on. It's like, tell me your story, how you got from where you mm-hmm. are to now mm-hmm. really, you yeah. know, edited down and stuff because it's important because, you know, even biblically it says you'll be freed by the word of their testimony, you know, mm-hmm. and that's a paraphrase, but it's like hearing people's stories, not only, uh, educate you, but they also, uh, open your heart, uh, to things that they've never been open to before. And yeah. it's just powerful that you have this medium where, uh, you're skilled in you're artistic in that you're able to, 
uh, show these people's stories so other people can be impacted by it. And and in turn, the people who telling these stories are also being impacted. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's really awesome. Wild, wild. I'm yeah, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful to um be able to do this. And it's something that I say. So what I try to do every day is 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 like have something that I'm thankful for to constantly like like if if it needs to be like a, again, I'm all about lists. So like mm-hmm. make gratitude lists, lists and everything. And I have been writing down that I get like I, I get to make movies, I get to interview people i mm. um you know get to hear get to hear bits of history too because some of the stories that i hear are very much tied to history a history that we haven't been told before and um i just like i find it interesting to me the movies that really move me the most are the ones not only where i'm you know entertained mm-hmm. um like and engrossed in the story but it's also something where I come back and 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 I've really I've learned something like I've learned something new and I mean that's why we're we we're focused right now on documentaries I hope to do narratives um yeah but uh, right now we're focused on documentaries is just because you're getting someone's like full like full story right there's Mm -hmm. no there's no nothing like that it's it's what you have in front of you is what their story is um so it's really it's really awesome um to be able to do that wow i should i should tell you not not on here because i don't want anybody to steal it um but (laughs) i started in 2007 and by start i mean i i did the first scene wrote wrote out but it's all in here a screenplay uh and uh, I, it's like, you know, like sometimes like when you're creative, you're like, you have this like idea and it's like, mm-hmm. how do I do it? And, uh, or like, I, it's all these different ideas, but then it's like, oh, maybe I couldn't, you create excuses and stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do I play yeah. it down? I should, I should share with you sometime and like, maybe get some, uh, feedback on it and like how I could like help, you know, portray you know, all sorts yes. of stories in it and stuff, because I don't know the first thing about, you know, I, I know how to how movies structured. I've read screenplays right. with movies, right? Like there's right. there's some joy in like reading through a screenplay with a movie, like yeah. you know, even long movies or whatever it is. And oh, yeah. uh but for me, like actually like writing it and like stage direction stuff and like mm-hmm. writing and stuff, so, like it's 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 a whole different so I'm like, maybe I just write the script and then add everything in after, you know, things like that. But I think you would love this idea I have and I'll share it with you sometime. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 sure. Screenplays are it. Oh, there was a like it was a long time ago. Like that's where I had started was like screenplay. I was starting to get into screenwriting, and I had like I have the books. I have screenwriting one hundred and one. I have Save the Cat. Um, like like those books were very helpful because I used to. I would also like work on sets, so I got. As as much as it pains me that the Amazing Spider-Man two was not great, um, <laughs> like I was hoping because I'd worked a day on that set, right? Um, that was chaotic. Um, by the way, and um, but like I had gotten from people who were in who were on crews, like no, these are the screenwriting books that you need to get. And for me, going through like critiques and stuff for screenwriting, 
um, they would always tell me that like I had the blocking down, that I had the descriptive down and everything. Um, it was the dialogue that I needed to work on. Um, wow. So I was just like, so to me, to me that says, oh, okay, well maybe I should be a director and focus on that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Know where everyone should be. Somebody yeah. writes it. You did all yeah, the blocking right. and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it's funny because like I, I don't know if you know this. I was on the set of um Cherry. Did you end up seeing Cherry? Yeah. No, it's on my list. It's on my Yo, list. Yo, you need to watch it's it's so <laughs> I mean, just directly, like it it really was uh what is it called when um uh it doesn't get like the awards it deserves. It was um there's a oh, word yeah. for it. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's losing my brain right now. Um, <laughs> it was like on the back burner of awards because of COVID. You know, yeah. it was shot in 2019 and then mm. COVID happened. It was supposed to, and then it was released on Apple TV later in 2021. And, yeah. you know, it, that's, it was, so it was, uh, it, it was pushed aside. It did win some awards, but not the like ones you would think. But cinematography yeah. in that is yeah. beautiful. Story incredible and the extra that's in the background amazing that's me <laughs> so no it's it's really it's really a, a good movie but being on that set it's like you don't realize how much goes into the filming of it and how quiet people talk like into the mics <laughs> i'm like right <laughs> like i'm standing like not far from from some of these actors and i'm like i can't even hear them you know, what are they saying? You know? And so it's, it's weird. Um, but it is, an, it is an incredible, uh, uh, movie. So definitely check that one out. Yeah, for sure. Are you credited? Are you in the credits? No, but my friend is, you know, do you, you know, my friend Garrett? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, he is as a stunt double. He was, um, uh, one of the characters stunt doubles. Um, the, you know, the guy, have you seen Midsummer? I don't recommend yes. that. <laughs> but God, to anybody I, listening to the bike, but the, the main a one guy, time, that's a one time viewing. That, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the main guy in that, the, uh, it's the bear. If anybody's yes. seen it knows Garrett oh, stunt doubles for him. So yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It's wild. So, so Garrett got credited for it, but whatever, you know, whatever. That's, that's another, uh, not to get too much off on a, on a tangent. Right. This is is when you talk to me um so about especially when it's about movies but like that's one of the categories that i think needs to be added to the oscars is oh yeah because i'm like none of y'all could do what they're doing no we would be nowhere without like it's done people like it's I, beyond acting or yeah, have stunts be its own award, but or a award uh, ceremony. I'm sure they have right. stunt award ceremonies somewhere, yeah. but nobody hears about it. And yeah. yeah, and that's why these stunt guys are making movies now. You know, you got Extraction, you got um, you got what's the other one that was really good? Bullet Train. It was uh, mm, yeah, that was that. It was, that was Brad wild. Pitt's stunt double that did that film. He directed it. Yeah, so yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. I think it's Brad Pitt's. Yeah. His stunt double. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or some stunt. Yeah. I don't know. Garrett knows all the guys. So I don't <laughs> pay attention. So I want to talk to you about, because I remember when this came out, it's just um, hitting me the movie, the harder they fall. Yeah. Um, incredible film. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to talk about the dynamics of, because you were all about it. Right. Um, and you know, before yeah, you were saying how, 
how um you know black people are portrayed in movies and cinemas and 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 it's it's how do you feel like certain films like this that didn't really blow up you know like if i mean you ask people like hey have you seen that like unless you know movies and you're like you know these actors and stuff it's not like in my brain it was like this is an incredible movie everybody should see it Um, and it's a history that nobody knew about till recent you know and um so to, you know, I don't know what I'm asking here, but talk to me a little <laughs> bit about like your impact with that um, movie. Um, yeah, so I saw that it was officially released, I believe. You can fact check me on this. Um, but on Netflix on November, I think it was November of 2021, because it was yeah. supposed to be released in theaters, and it was for like a week. Yeah. Um, because I remember going to Tinseltown and watching it. It was like the last day that it was going to be in theaters because it was literally like in, at the movies for a week and then it went to Netflix because um, it's a Netflix produced film. And right. so I, but I was like, I want to see it on the big screen. So I went and saw it, like having seen the trailer uh, an obscene amount of times because I was just like, finally, we get like, we get a right. western that is like a, like a, predominantly black cast which we have not seen no usually they're like a side character and like they have a they have like one line or maybe they have a few lines but that's it like they're not the main thing and so um I just remember and I did not realize um Bass Reeves so Bass Reeves uh for those of you who don't know um is the first black marshal I believe west of the Mississippi mm-hmm. River he had like he arrested like 300 people or something yeah he wore these disguises he was never he was shot at but was never actually shot um so he's like this master of disguise he's this he's this like you know figure not to be messed with and that's how it's portrayed in the movie the harder they fall so like when i see bass reeves name um flash across the screen i went wait bass reeves is in this oh my gosh so then i was like even more excited like while watching the film it's incredible. I go back and I tell, I'm literally like on all the social media platforms, mm-hmm. I'm like, all need to watch this film. It is so well done. The acting is fantastic. That soundtrack and score is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, you need to watch it stat. And so um, upon watching that, I had also had this idea of creating a podcast for our versus project because I really wanted to dive deeper into, again, how we're portrayed in movies. And then not just, not just Black people, but also, um, you know, Latinx, Asian, Middle Eastern, you know, so people who would technically be, so when I say Black, Brown, and Indigenous peoples, mm-hmm. like those are the people I'm talking about. Um, and those are the people that we focus on. But and I really wanted to dive into how we all were being portrayed in movies and bringing out to light the movies that I feel, um, you know, are doing a great job, right? And there's always room for improvement, of course. But these are the yeah. movies that were really doing a, a, a great job, and this is like an example to take from. And the harder they fall was one of them. So I was like, I went to my team, and I was like, okay. Um, I really want to start this podcast where we dive deeper into this. And I really want to start with the harder they fall. So it was originally supposed to be a, a virtual event series. I actually hadn't, um, something happened where we ended up turning it into a podcast because okay. I was 
to make it like a monthly event series. Um, you know, we interview people and just like talk and then also like have audience participation and talk about this phone stuff. Um, so we had gotten um four, no, three. We had well, we had four, we had four people. Um we, three of which, three of whom were either professors or um, educators, because of course it's a, it's, I mean, it's rich with history. So we right. wanted experts to talk about the real history behind each person. Um, and then we also had a student because um, this so the student was someone who we had, we, our voices project had partnered with Brandcourt High School to do this Black History Month series. And who is in the series, of course, but Bass Reeves. So I was like, okay, right. the, the student who played Bass Reeves has to talk about yeah. Bass Reeves in this, in this event. So we were inviting people. And then I was like, I, and then I'm, so I'm like, or we, um, you know, structured it, got, you know, got those people, um, got money to pay, um, to pay the panelists for their time and everything. Um, because it was like work. It, I mean, it is work. Like you yeah. know, yep. talking and, and talking, especially talking about history and, and everything. And then I was going to be the host, and then I had uh, Deb and Courtney, who were uh, who were on my team. Um, and like having them kind of like re- like work, you know, behind the scenes and everything. And then Deb mm-hmm. was and all that. So I'm promoting this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Doing all the promotion over social media um, and everything like that, trying to get people to join. And then the day of <laughs> the day of the event, um, the director reaches out. Yeah. And he just happened to see the harder they fall. Um, and talking about his, and so he retweets it with, can I join? And to which I immediately get on the phone and I go, so you'll never guess what happened because I am <laughs> freaking out. I'm freaking out. I, I almost threw my phone like across the room. It was that nuts because imagine like you're talking about this film. You've been talking about this film. You've been right. saying it. You've been promoting it. And then the director's like, oh yeah, can I join your talk? What? And so- <laughs> So I'm freaking out. My team is like, I won't repeat what they said, but they, uh-huh. <laughs> they were, they were freaking out as well. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I was like, I sent him the information. I now have this man's email, the power. Um, no, I <laughs> had this man's email, but I sent him like the information, mind you. So he's, he's a British filmmaker. Right. So by the time, like the, the event is on at six. So he's in the UK. It's 11 p.m. where he is, and he decides to like come and just like talk, just have a chat. Of course, <laughs> we had a we had a we had a structure to the show that completely went out the way. Sure, because we we're like, no, we just want to hear James, you know, Samuels talk about his film, like and behind the scenes and stuff. So I announced this on Facebook, which ends up getting us more people now, like because we're wow. like, hey, wait, the director's coming. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, it was, I had, to, and I, I like, I, I kind of felt bad because I was like, okay, it's, this is almost going on two hours. I have to cut them off at some point. Sorry, James. Um, but like, it was just, I mean, people like on the edge of their seat, just hanging on to his every word. They're listening to then our 
educators then give this whole history and then he chimes in with like um you know this is great like hear the history and everything and then 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 he's showing us like behind the scenes footage that he has on his phone of like regina king like dancing and like the whole crew like dancing and stuff behind the scenes i'm just like this is just like oh my god and then and then after the event um like i'm getting these text messages you know from people that are like Jackie was talking to you, especially from from Mona, the same Mona that we did a film about. She was like, he was talking to you like he was a, like you were a colleague. And I'm just going, and I'm still just like on cloud nine because I'm like, oh my God, the director, we just talked to the director, this is crazy. Um, And it was a success. Then she's like, no, Jackie, he was talking to you like you were a colleague, like you had been someone that had been doing this for years um and that just like that just blew me that just blew my mind wow like like I wasn't thinking I wasn't thinking any of that anything of that other than like here's this person who's in the industry who made this incredible film um and like and then I'm finding all all this other stuff like this man is first of all his brother is seal which what yeah He's like, friends. oh my gosh, he's friends with Jay-Z. Yeah. And I'm going, okay. And then, so not only is he the director, but he's the music producer, which makes sense. Um, He's the music producer on this film. And wow. so over like, just like what he was doing behind the scenes with the music and his inspiration and all that. And, and I'm just like, he's speaking to me like he's a colleague. Like this is, this is just insane. So again, mm. like just more confirmation than like this is something that I'm supposed to do. I'm just talking, I'm just talking movies and like what I admired about the movie and everything and all these different themes that I'm catching and stuff. But like for someone to say that to me is was just like something else. Um right. but as far as like and as far too as like that film, it again. Uh, especially when we're talking about like whether or not or like how big films are like this should have been huge this should have been a huge huge film and yet and and this is the problem one of the many problems um that i have with netflix is that they don't really market unless like they have a select few right things Mm -hmm. that um, and I can say, I mean, I can say that about Disney. I can say it about Hulu. I can say it about so many other things. Um, but like, th- this should have been their biggest film. These, first of all, the actors that are in it alone. You have Regina King. You have Idris Elba. You have Lakeith Stanfield, right? Like, Amazing. You have these huge, huge actors, and and you're not promoting it like all the time. Um, also, like the chance to release it, and like. And I can understand too, because it's like 2021. We're still in the pandemic. There's not many people that feel comfortable coming to the movies. So it's like right. it's kind of like have that balance. But I mean, things go to re-release all the time. And yep. it's not like Netflix doesn't have the money to do it. So yep. I don't know. It was it, there's there's a there's a weird and complicated balance there. But again, like it, it 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 like I said it, it should have been it should have been bigger. Should've oh yeah, I remember because uh, I saw it at home because I didn't even realize mm-hmm. it was so there's so much confusion back then, especially in New York. Like mm-hmm. I 
I once once movies were allowed in Pennsylvania, yeah. I drove with a friend to Tenet to go we're see it. So did we. Deborah yeah. and I drove to Tenet. We're the only ones in the theater. Yeah. And I, I have to I have to watch that movie again because I, I still I don't fully get it. I have to I feel like I understand it and uh I've watched it <laughs> twice. Okay. All right. But, only yeah. but I'm like like if movies were uh I don't know. Back, you know, 20, I don't know. 2021, 2020 was so weird when it came to theater mm-hmm. and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and there, there's just something that you don't get at your home on the couch that you get in a theater watching with others. I mean, even if yeah. you're by yourself in a the theater, there's something yeah. special about that. Um, yeah. And, you know, like you would never get the moment when um, this is a spoiler um, when Captain America catches Thor's hammer and the whole crowd going insane in the theater. You never get that moment on your couch. Yeah. You may get it internally a little bit, but you know, I don't know. I not the same. But I with the harder they fall, I remember sitting on my couch, it was late at night, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, my jaw was dropped. Like incredible actors. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was the first time I really saw um uh what's his face there um kang <laughs> plays kang oh, the, jonathan majors jonathan majors yeah. i want to say jeremy majors i'm like i know that's not my brain is <laughs> i i'm like five questions ahead right now that's how my brain works <laughs> um jonathan majors you know and then seeing him in the hbo series is hbo lovecraft yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, lovecraft country yeah i'm like this guy's an incredible actor you know and uh despite all the things happening now with him um i don't know what's new updated on that but like that was the first time i saw him like this is incredible incredible Mm -hmm. you know it just and i i saw it because i wanted to see idris elba be a bad guy you know and that's right (laughs) and so um but yeah incredible film and you know just in my mind Mm -hmm. and from my education when you you know you say you as you were saying like seeing an all-black cast like that is very rare you know Mm -hmm. where's the focal point i mean i think wakanda uh, Black Panther. That was why that was such a big deal. But that you know, that's mm-hmm. that's Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. and that so and there's something different about this movie, right? Because I think in the past where it's been a mostly black cast has been like Friday. You know, like those it's kind comedy. of movies. It's comedies. It's yeah. It's all those kind of movies, and so it's like you know, weed is in the front of it. It's a it's a get high movie, and. Um, it's all comedy. And like you said, like, you know, very derogatory and stuff mm-hmm. and, and portrayed in such a way where now that's what people think when they see it, because yeah. cinema, right. TV, all that affects us, even if you deny or not, I can watch this, you know, and, and it's not really affecting me, but it does mm-hmm. it affects your outlet and how you look at the world, because that's oh, for sure. how it is. I mean, back in the days they they told stories around campfires of history mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. uh and different things and it, it affected how people lived their lives in that day and yeah. um and it still does today with movies and i'm glad that more and more of it is happening uh where people's voices are being heard and mm-hmm. in cinema and with projects like our the our voices project it's in it's incredible what you're doing and your your reach that you have with it yeah so amazing um I mean, we were talking about telling stories. I just like remember. Um, I I I deeply feel that like 
So to give an example, something that, you know, now more people are talking about is the, the Tulsa um, massacre mm-hmm. there. And we most likely would not have heard about that um, if there were no survivors. Yeah. Um, like that, and that's just, and, and there's so many cities, it's not just like Greenwood, right? It's not, it's not just that that neighborhood but there are so many there's so many neighborhoods like that that were affected yeah. um you know like that similar to that and it's because we have survivors and because we have those stories then being passed down right yeah. then historians are able to go back and like look and look at like the damage that was done um what was happening at the time all these different things but again it's not stuff that like it's stuff that's passed down. It's not necessarily stuff that is like put into the curriculum, you know, mm-hmm. all of our students, right? Like have a chance to get that. And the reason why, the reason why we study history is because it's, it's how it, it, it explains how we got to today. Yeah. It explains why things are the way things are right now so that we can then make changes for the better, for the better of everyone to move forward. Yeah. But and and especially with like so much happening with especially in Florida, um, right now, um, mm-hmm. like curriculums not being pushed forward. Right. Um, would again give all of our students the necessary knowledge to move forward. Um, I that to me, I think is why I continue to push for painful as it is but like uh, mm-hmm. like to push for history being told in in movies because it's not like they're getting it right not, not getting i remember like i was working at pittsburgh plaza a uh, small tier for for pittsburgh plaza. Mm-hmm. it's changing um, though what is it, apple i don't know i i was like it's weird apple cinemas uh, so i'm so so sad about it i found i found a coupon actually i have it i found a coupon from there um Wow. I can't use it. Um, <laughs> so, but I remember working there and it it was uh, hidden figures had just come out. Okay. And and hearing so many audience members be like, I do not know about this story. And I'm it's like, crazy. This is why we have this is why one of the reasons why I feel that it's important that cinema exists. Yeah. Because now you have the potential to reach so many people. Yeah. You know, at one time, um, especially the adults, you know, that aren't hadn't it didn't get this in school. Um, and now now they have you have teens now who are starting to get a little bit of it, but still you go to the movies, now you're you're getting exposed to things that you were not taught before. And I that is part of the reason why I started our voices project in the first place, is because I'm like, these stories need to be told. This is not what people are getting and people, people been lied to or, you know, or our history, either that or our history is also too, because this is also true, um, Mm -hmm. has largely whitewashed. I am learning things about Native cultures, specifically Haudenosaunee. So that's, um, people would call it Iroquois, but that was actually the French, the French word um you know for the for the you know the confederacy that we have here mm-hmm. um or racist term that yeah. i that's i actually learned um but the wow. 
right? If you live in New York state, that is the land that you stand on and learning about like some of the, the, the cultures and the customs, you know, that come from those like has been eye opening, but we, we don't even get that in school. Um, And I have not learned that. And so again, I'm like, there's, there's, there's so much that needs to be told and it's not being told. And that's why I do what I do. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Love it. So I think last question, well, maybe, maybe two more questions. Okay. (laughs) First question. um, When the day comes in a month, Oppenheimer or Barbie? I'm seeing, but I'm doing a double feature, man. Doing double feature. That's what I was thought you were gonna say. <laughs> That's a, what are you watching first, though? <laughs> I'm watching Oppenheimer first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great choice. Let's get the heavy one out. First. Right. And then we go see Light Camp. Like this is Barbie, just goofiness. Like, yes, I'm I'm ready. Yeah. It. Um, it's gonna be great. I yeah. I'm excited um for uh, Oppenheimer because I I don't know what Christopher Nolan's gonna do like has he has he done any kind of like history piece like that before I'm trying to think because not that I not that I remember it's mostly mind-bending stuff which you could do with this but I mean it is it's a lot like that I mean what does it take and that's what I'm interested in, in in seeing is like where i'm not sure who who wrote it um i have to look that up later yeah. but um i want to see where they go especially because of the impact right. right huge impact what is what is going on in the head of the person who created it right that that's a lot that's a lot so like to get into the mindset i hope oh my gosh how is that like i hope they get into that because yeah well, what's it? Was it uh, the Murphy guy, Cillian Cillian Murphy? Cillian Cillian yeah. Murphy. Yeah, incredible, incredible actor. Yeah, he's gonna kill it. Peaky Blinders. I mean, who could? Yeah. Like, I mean, well, he always he, plays a bad guy, and technically, you could call him a bad guy in this. You know, like if you wanted to, but you yeah. know, you're just trying to help. I guess I don't know. It's it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good, and then I'm excited for Barbie as well because it's just gonna be goofy. Yeah. So, but it looks like it's well done. So, okay. Last question. And this is the most important question of the podcast. When you hear the words authenticity, what does that mean to you? Hmm. Um, authenticity. Or she hit me with like this giant question. I I give you Um, like the easy one and then. Right, right. Exactly. Um, authenticity is being being who you truly are everywhere, right? Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not being one person in this space and one person in, and then another person in that space. It's being who you are when you're by yourself as well mm. as around everyone else. Um, that's that's what that means. So if I find myself saying something or or acting a certain way in front of one group of people and then being something else and another group of people, right? Like that's not being, you know, authentic. And then I kind of like check myself there and I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, but you said this over here. What do you really, like, what right. do you stand for? What, who is it that you really are? So oftentimes like I'll correct myself or, or just like kind of check myself before I even like react or say anything or mm-hmm. 
you know, or they making making decisions, whether they're big or small, like, okay, who am I? Who, what do I stand for? Who am I as a person? Um, you know, and how is this going to affect, you know, people around me? So like, yeah. I, I think that that to me is being, being your true self, whatever that looks like everywhere. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's a good thought because, you know, sometimes we don't fully know where we stand on things and, mm-hmm. and it's okay to say, I don't know. And that's right. really being truly who you are is because yeah. we always feel like we need an answer, you know? So if like you're one group of people and they're talking about a certain topic and then you're with another group of people and really you don't even know how to relate to it. You can just be like, yeah, I don't know. You know, and that's mm-hmm. really being authentic because yeah. you're still discovering more of who right. you are and that's authentically who you should yeah. be. So that's Absolutely. great. That's great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for yeah. taking time. I want people to be able to connect with you and look into the, our voice project where they can find the videos. So um, where can they find you? And we'll have it in the description as for this, but I love hearing it from you. So sure. Yeah. yeah. So to check out our, check out our films, they're at um, our voices project.com. Okay. Um, exactly the way it's, that yeah, ourvoicesproject.com. And then there you will find the films that we've made and also produced because we did work with uh, YWCA um, for one of the films. Um, we were the producers for that film. Um, and then you can also see a couple of the ones that we're working on. Um, from there, you can also, uh, we have links to all of our socials. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to follow us on TikTok, you can. We haven't put out anything yet, um, but mm-hmm. we Hope to soon, um, especially with um, a few things we have in the works. We, you can also check out our podcast. It's all on the website. Um, again, ourvoicesproject.com. The name of the podcast is called Representation in Cinema, and you can listen to that wherever uh, you get your podcasts. Awesome. Well, thanks again. This has been really great yeah. having you. Yeah, it's been really been great uh, being here. Talk. I always love talking about Our Voices Project. And I always love talking about movies, so it's absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Next week is our finale. I know that I said last week was this week was going to be our finale, but I lied. We have one more episode of season two next week. Um, it is going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's the last one of this season, and uh, I have a lot of announcements next week about season three coming out in uh end of august and you're gonna want to be excited about that there's gonna be bonus episodes over this summer about two bonus episodes uh getting ready for season three but stay tuned for some trailers for season three over the summer and tune in next week for our last episode of your authentic life season two thank you